Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We are here the entire week. As a countdown to the Super Bowl, Bengals and the Rams continues here in Los Angeles. Well, once again, everybody, welcome into the early edge. I am the coach. This is your daily sports betting brand of record. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line. The best value in all of sports betting, and it's not even close. Before we get to today, a little bit of housekeeping as we look at what happened yesterday. And in the course of about five minutes of game time, we went from a really, really good day to a blah. Arizona up 26 at one point, only won by 12. The soccer game in the gym, four penalties in the first 30 minutes. It was a day to forget, but that's okay. That's okay. We're worried about today and the rest of the week. So here's our schedule. Every single day, we're going to be live here from Los Angeles. Special start time on Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. But later today, Tuesday, our prop spectacular 5 Eastern time right here across all of our platforms. Thursday, our final Super Bowl mega preview, 6.30 Eastern. Then, of course, on Sunday, we'll be live all day. Our morning show, our two-hour preview, and then for the first time, we're going to have a watch party with the Early Edge crew live throughout the entire game. Woo! All right. Now, it is time to show you my entire stars of the show. Look how good my crew looks. We've grown up just a little bit here at the Early Edge. Let me start with the OG, the man that's been here from day one. He is the maestro sitting to my right. Larry Hartstein, good morning, sir. Good morning, coach. I got to say, yesterday was the first time I had a chance to hang out with you in person. And, you know, I know you're a big name, but we're in L.A. There's a lot of stars in this town, and I was just <laughs> wondering, what's it going to be like hanging with the coach? You know, are people going to recognize him? people going to come up to him? Sure enough, you know, NFL experience, convention center, Hollywood Park, the whole day, same thing. Coach, 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 can we get a photo? Coach, coach. So, anyway, it was a ton of fun. It's been great. It's been great. And that was only 24 hours. We're going to be here all week. But look at the rest of my crew. Not as lucky to come out here to L.A., but still a very big part of the show. Let's start live from Nashville, Tennessee. M Squared. Good morning, sir. Good morning, coach. Good morning, fellas. Glad to see you guys out hanging out, having fun. I want to see you guys on the basketball court, though. We've all seen Larry, the maestro skills. I want to see you guys out there together. Hopefully you guys can make it happen sometime this week. Uh, my 
Mikey, it's going to happen. I'm telling you right now. I don't want to let too much out of the bag, but we may or may not be taking this hotel over later this morning for some... Yes, sir. I just wanted to say that I had to take my bigger suitcase because my basketball shoes, my high tops, you know, they they take a little more room. Well, just as long as your tank top is in there, that's all I care about. <laughs> all right. Now, live from Las Vegas, we call him Zach Attack. You can call him Zach Simony. He is at Simony on Twitter. Good morning, Zach. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, fellas. Yeah, yesterday I had Richmond, one of those classic college basketball moves. They were up four or five most of the first half. Then they let George Mason take the lead before the end of the half, come out red hot, up 10, and then they just start fouling, fouling, fouling. George Mason was living at the free throw line, and they end up winning with a buzzer beater, did not cover the spread. Well, it was one of those days. Good thing it was Monday. We could forget about that. But when we're in L.A., and everybody's talking about the Lakers and what's going on with L.A. I had to bring my man Mikey B. on the show this morning. Mike, good morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah, we got a big night in the NBA tonight. We got 10 games. We got trades going left and right. Great time in the National Basketball Association. All right, well, let's get into it right now. Storylines that could affect the betting lines tonight. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you that just because the Super Bowl is being done here in L.A. does not mean that's where all the storylines are at and controversy and maybe quarterbacks changing teams. Maybe Kyler Murray. Mikey, start us off. Yeah, Kyler Murray talking about a quarterback in the same division as the Rams there. But Kyler Murray has unfollowed the Cardinals team account and deleted all related content from his Instagram account. The only things that remain are the Heisman Trophy winning season and the recent Pro Bowl that he just made. This is significant because Kyler Murray is heading into his fourth and final year of his rookie deal. Of course, the Cardinals do have a fifth year option. And I'm guessing why there is some headbutting going on here is the window for this opens several days ago, weeks ago now at this point. Kyler Murray was likely expecting to know that he was having that fifth year option picked up before he went and played in the Pro Bowl before he did things like that. That didn't happen. The team still has until May 2nd to decide on it. But what's interesting here is because Kyler Murray made the Pro Bowl that about three million dollars more to his contract value in that fifth year. It's going to be very interesting to see if they pick him up, if they look at long term extension, because if they look at long term extension, Pro Bowl quarterbacks like him now are typically getting thirty five, forty million dollars a year annually and it'd be very interesting to see what the cardinals decide over the next few days yeah and the last video mikey that anybody had of kyler murray playing football he was absolutely atrocious in the playoffs and maybe that's the reason they're a little bit hesitant to give him that big time extension all right let's get back to college basketball now because that's our meat and potatoes right now in february and very quietly zach uconn has had some success against marquette talk to me well, I love a Tuesday slate in college basketball. It's even better when we have a top 25 matchups. There's three of them today. UConn and Marquette will be one I'll have be fixated on. Uh, UConn rejoined the Big East last year, and they've had great success against Marquette. Three wins, all by eight points or more. Beat them on the road this year uh, by eight points, and then won last year's both matchups, 11 and 18 points. But UConn comes into this game. They've lost two straight games, and Marquette has been red hot. They won eight of nine, including their last game against Villanova. All right, I can't wait to see what we have on store at Sportsline for that. 
Now, I told you, we're live in L.A. all this week. And just because the Super Bowl is here, this is a Lakers town. And Mike Barner, right now, if the playoffs started today, the Lakers would not be a part of it. And they've got a $40 million-plus point guard that they can't figure out what to do with. What's up? Yeah, they got another tough game ahead of them here tonight playing the Bucks. Uh, I'm really keeping an eye on what they do with Russell Westbrook. Uh, he only played 29 minutes. He sat out all, all of overtime in their win over the Knicks on Saturday. And frankly, they looked a lot better with him off the floor than with him on it. Uh, he's not a great fit alongside LeBron James since he's not a good shooter. They'd probably love to trade him ahead of the deadline on Thursday. That contract's probably not going to make that possible. If he is going to get back on track with the Lakers, this might not be the game for him to do it since he's going to have an excellent defensive guard in Drew Holiday on him for most of the game. Well, I got to tell you, the Bucks certainly look like they're starting to round into the form that they had at the end of last year. The Clippers found out two nights ago just how good the Bucks are playing right now. They're right back in the same building tonight at the state. Oh, wait, it's no longer the Staples Center, the Crypto Whatever Center. No disrespect. Just not used to saying it yet. All right. Let's get back to the reason that we are here. So many little maestro nuggets that could affect the outcome of the Super Bowl come Sunday. The Rams if they're looking at the crew might be a little bit excited. What do you got? Yeah, we touched on the refereeing crew last week. I just want to get a little more detail about Ron Torbert's crew. It's really an ideal matchup for the Rams. Uh, six and one and five and two against the number. That's what the Rams record is with this crew. In fact, this crew, Ron Torbert, has had more games with Sean McVay and the Rams than any other official. Now, I know it's an all-star crew, but Ron Torbert will be the head ref. And here's the key. The Bengals only one and one with him so far, I should mention. Here's the key. He he calls among the most offensive holding penalties in the league. Number three in offensive holding, 48 calls this season. Why is that important? Well, the biggest matchup is the Bengals offensive line, which is 30th in pass blocking against the number one pass rush in the league in the Rams. And I got to give credit to my buddy, Joe Gibbs, not that Joe Gibbs, not the Hall of Famer, <laughs> not the auto racing, not the coach, but Joe Gibbs of NFL ref stats. Go follow this guy on Twitter. He knows great stuff about the refs. He has a theory that when the Bengals play with a ref that calls a lot of holding penalties, they get they don't hold because they know they're going to get flagged and they give up a lot of sacks. Case in point against Tennessee, Cleet Excuse me, Cleet Blakeman's crew, number one in offensive holding, 50. They gave up nine sacks. The other two playoff games, those were refs that don't call a lot of holding penalties. They only gave up three sacks. So he believes they're either going to get flagged for holding or give up a ton of sacks. Wow. Well, that was historic because it was the first time a quarterback had ever been sacked nine times and then gone on to win a playoff game. All right. Great stats by you. Again, we got our prop special later today, 5 p.m. Eastern time. And then Thursday, our final match mega preview and i'm quite certain that will be a storyline that's part of it all right let's get into our board for the day we have one play from sportsline and if you're not a member of sportsline yet what in the world are you doing let's start it today use the promo code edge i'll give you 30 days for free then after that you're going to be using house money and today we're going to go with a play from our newest soccer oh he's so good buckets my man buckets we're going to go back to the english premier league burnley and manchester united now here's a unique bet that you can make to bring the 
the number down just a little bit. Man United is a big favorite. So let's play Man United and the under four and a half goals to bring it at minus 125. That's a number we can hang our hat on. It could be 4-0, 3-0, 2-0, any of those. And that cashes thanks to Buckus, who yesterday, by the way, if you're not following him on Twitter, you're costing yourself cash. All right. Let's get into my cappers for the day. And you know, whenever Mikey is locked and loaded and he brings multiple picks, he's got to feel good about it. So, M squared, you know you're starting us off and live from Los Angeles where the wind's blowing everywhere. You know the drill, son. Oh, it looks great here. It looks great there. Give it to me. All right, coach. Two college basketball plays. Let's start with Syracuse. Syracuse minus three and a half here. I like this spot a lot for them. They've really found their rhythm again. They've won and covered three consecutive games where they scored 94, 89, 92 coming off of games before that, where they failed to hit 60 points in two consecutive games. We love this Syracuse offense when they are rolling. They are one of the best offenses in the country. Their other team is going to have a real tough time putting up points and staying in this one. If Syracuse is scoring 90 in this game, I like the minus three and a half. I think this one should be closer to two full possessions around minus six. So grab it now as early as you can. And then my second game, the big game of the night, at least in my opinion, it's going to be Marquette and UConn. Zach talked about at the top of the show about some of the struggles against UConn since they've rejoined the uh, the conference here. I like Marquette. I make them just plus 2.3 in the model. I think it should be a one possession game. The market has this priced as a full three possession win for UConn, and I think it's simply too much. This Marquette team has been awesome on the road and as an underdog this season. They are eight and two against the spread on the road 12 and four as underdogs when the spread is between three and a half and seven and a half and then against good teams how we define good teams teams that are winning at least 65 percent of their games they are seven and two they simply overperform against these tough teams in these tough spots take marquette plus six and a half well, Mikey, you have taught us so many times that sometimes you can't look at the historic data, meaning the last two or three months, because right now Marquette, as you said, they're playing great basketball. They're playing fast. They're playing defense. They're guarding the entire 94 feet. UConn, when they played against Creighton a couple games, well, not good. They're really struggling to score the basketball. So I love this play. We're getting almost seven points. My good. I think Marquette wins on the floor tonight against UConn. I love this play. All right. Now, there is another big name school in the Big Ten playing tonight. They have been a little bit up and down, but Zach, I feel like Purdue is starting to find their mojo a little bit. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going to take Purdue minus six against Illinois. This is a rematch of one of the best games all season long where Purdue beat Illinois in double overtime. And what happened in that game, Kofi Coburn, the big man from Illinois, was just uh, plagued with foul trouble the entire game. He ended up fouling out, had his second worst performance of his career in conference, only 10 points and five rebounds. So I think people are going to lean a little bit on Illinois, expecting him to play the majority of this game. But for me, I'm going to ride with Purdue because of their home uh, record, 23-2 and over the last two years i like that home dominance and for purdue to get the win at minus six and then off the radar a little bit in the mac a little tuesday match in toledo minus three against ohio first off i hope both of these teams make march madness because i think both of them could make runs but i'm gonna take toledo minus three uh this is a rematch where toledo beat ohio by 18 points a couple of weeks ago it's ohio's only a uh, non-power five loss of the year as they beat lost to lsu and kentucky i want to focus on ohio's guard mark 
Sears here. He's a sophomore. He's filling up the box scores, nine, averaging 19 points, five rebounds, four assists a game. But he is he does have one issue, and that is turnovers. He averages 3.3 turnovers a game. He had seven against Toledo, and I think he's going to have turnover problems again. And Toledo's small ball lineup will take advantage of that at minus three. Yeah, let's keep in mind, too, they stubbed their toe the last time. They've been absolutely terrific. So they're going to be out to really get back in line with what they've been doing the last month. And I think this is a great bounce-back spot for Toledo. By the way, the first game of the year between Purdue and Illinois, maybe the game of the year. It was that good. And hopefully it's that good again with Purdue winning by seven. That's what we'd really, really like. All right, now, the NBA is always a big story in February. The trade deadline is on. On Thursday, we could have players moving all over the place. The Nets this year have had players moving all over the place within the organization. They play tonight against the Celtics. Mikey B, you're up. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Celtics minus six. The, the Nets, they're a mess right now. They've lost eight straight. Each of their last four losses have come by at least 10 points. This game's in Brooklyn, so that means no Kyrie Irving. James Harden's questionable with a hamstring injury. He's missed both of the last two games. Who knows where his head's at right now with all the trade rumors with him and the Sixers. The Celtics have no major injury issues. They've won five straight, four of which were by at least nine points. If Harden sits out this game, I could see the Celtics winning by as much as 20 points. Even if he plays, I still like the Celtics to cover this number. Yeah, you've got unhappy players. you got James Harden talking out all the time. The Celtics, very quietly again. We love teams that don't make a lot of noise. Just go out and play every single night. That's the teams that we love. All right, we love the Celtics minus the six. Now. Later today, 5 p.m. Eastern time, our props extravaganza. But as A.B. told you on Monday, if you see a number you like, pounce on it right now because these props are only going up. And Maestro, there was a backup running back (laughs) that against the Chiefs came up big when they needed him to. That's who you're on today. Yeah, there's been a little changing of the guard in Cincinnati in terms of the receiving out of the backfield. In the two-minute drill, who was on the field? It was Samaj P. Ryan. He broke that 41-yard touchdown that actually got the Bengals back into the game at 21-10, but it wasn't just one play. There were 14 third downs in that game. For 12 of them, Pirine was on the field, not Joe Mixon. He ran 16 pass routes to Mixon's 24. He got four catches, He got, and Mixon only got three targets and three catches. Now, his number for catches sitting there at one and a half. If you go over, it's plus money, plus 105. He's gone over this in eight of 12 games. We just need two catches. Also, if we get a game script where the Rams are ahead and the Bengals have to come back. I think we're going to get Pirine out of the backfield, getting a couple dump offs, a couple screens. I love this play. It is moving. The juice is moving. I've only seen it plus 105 at one book. Other books, it's starting to get negative. I would hop on it now. And let's keep in mind, we've talked about it the entire postseason, that quarterbacks in the postseason go to who? Players they're comfortable with. And when it's third down, when you need to have just a couple of yards, Joe Burrow trusts him. He really, really does. So this is a very small number. I love that you were able to pull this out of that entire. There's so many props. How many props are are there this year? Hundreds, if not thousands. Hundreds, if not thousands. And somehow today, over the course of one hour, we'll try to break it all down for you and probably give you, I don't know, a hundred of those thousands. All right. 
we are up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencils. Here is the recap, courtesy of the jeweler, and it looks absolutely glorious. Look at those faces. M squared, he's on Marquette plus six and a half. If we did the best bet of the day, for me, this would be it. The Syracuse, they can score, they can score, they can score. Minus the three and a half. Then Zach Attack, he's on Purdue, minus six. And then Toledo, the Rockets, minus three. Then Mikey B on one play so far. The Boston Celtics, minus six. And then Samaje P. Ryan for my man, the Maestro, over one and a half catches. We love the juice, too, plus 105. And the gem today, oh, look what the jeweler did. Man United on the money line. Canadians on the ice. And then for all of you watching the Winter Olympics, this goes off at about 1 a.m. Eastern time. Women's Alpine skiing, Petra Vlova to win. You put all three of those things together, plus 445. And I can promise you that these three things in the history of sports betting have never been put together in a parlay. I can promise you that. First time for everything. Again, we'll be back here live at 5 p.m. Eastern time today as we break down everything props related in every morning this week. And then, of course, our big mega preview on Thursday. That's going to do it for the early edge here on CBS Sports HQ. But as always, stay tuned every single night at 6 p.m. Eastern time for best bets, props, DFS advice, and everything futures powered as always by Sportsline. You've got your marching orders. We'll see you later this afternoon. Thank <laughs> you.